0: I'm Jacobs from tdjacobs.com. I'm an evolutionary astrologer and also an energy worker and a channel. And I combine those things in doing consultations and healing work. Uh, And at tdjacobs.com, you'll find a lot of uh, energetically programmed crystals to support that, as well as info on consultations and tutoring. Uh, At this point, 16 books, lots of other stuff at tdjacobs.com. I'm told it's a playground for people who are interested in metaphysics and astrology. So uh, this MP3 today um it's a karmic profile of Scott Pruitt who is the uh, as of um April 6, 2018, he is the uh the uh administrator of the uh EPA, uh the Environmental Protection Agency here in the US. And we've just watched since he uh was um appointed uh to this cabinet-level position in the US. When Donald, right after Donald Trump was um, was, uh, I guess inaugurated, so he's been about 14 months. Um, ever since then, he's been taking things apart, and people saw this coming. But um, right now, uh, like this is no surprise. But right now, as um, Trump considers making him uh, transferring him to some other job or whatever, you know, Trump's just um, moving people around, people who seem loyal uh, to him personally. But um, as this conversation is happening right now in early April, all of these um, ethics problems are, so to speak, plaguing or dogging uh, this guy Pruitt. So uh, I, I rarely do, I try to hold off on doing karmic profiles of the people involved in this government because, um, especially the Trump administration uh, part of it, just because... It seems like a waste of energy to a lot of times to um, try to explain why people have poor value systems and don't care about other people and are just greedy jerks. It seems like a waste of time. But with this one, there's something here uh, in Pruitt's chart. I, I gave in a day or two ago to looking up the chart, and the birth time is rated AA, so we can see um, we can see some things in his chart about his karmic journey. So we always um, we always want to be compassionate with um, people, which I didn't just do. I just called all these people greedy jerks. Uh, but we do want to, stri- we want to strive to be compassionate toward people when we're dealing, you know, with their charts, especially if they come to us for sessions. But even just if we're looking at charts, I think it's really important not to use um, astrology to, um, you know, the power of interpretation. Right? It's easy for me to sit here in my office in Tucson, Arizona, and say terrible things about somebody. But I'm, I'm going to strive during this uh, MP3 to give you an idea. Of um, where he's coming from with the with the karmic journey, uh, because there's just a couple things regarding corruption, and frankly greed, that um, that are you know some of the possibilities in his chart. Now that's the first kind of caveat. The second one is, I'm going to be telling you about some things in his chart that talk you know that kind of point to the possibility of corruption and greed and whatever. I I would invite you to not look at anybody's chart who has these signatures and assume. That they're corrupt, <laughs> like, but I. But since all this stuff is very real, um, I just saw a list of 23 things, <laughs> 23 different things in the last 14 months that uh, are ethics problems. Uh, a list collated on some website, a uh, some news website, and then uh, after I read that article, there was another one. <laughs> so, um, about about lying anyway, so so anyway so just want to do this uh, little karmic profile. It's really kind of about teaching you, teaching you a little bit about possibilities regarding how different energies can swing different ways. So first let me give you uh, his birth data. Uh, May 9th, 1968, 12:14 p.m in Danville, Kentucky here in the US. So you should get an 8 Leo 29 ascendant. Uh, that sun's at 1905 and Taurus in the 10th. Um, so where I usually start looking at the karmic journey is with Pluto. And Pluto represents the empowerment journey that the soul sets out for the human. Meaning the soul is not disempowered. The soul doesn't need to learn anything on its own. But in the context of being human and feeling separate from divinity or source it wants to have a bunch of human experiences in order to learn what it's like to be human so your soul is sitting outside time watching you inside the time-space dimension learning how to make choices what does it cost when i make that choice what does it feel like what results from this kind of choice ultimately we're here to learn how to go from fear into love and, and all the different energies that all the different motivations and energies and sentiments that we may carry fit within one of two categories, the love-based frequencies or the fear-based frequencies. So it ends up being pretty simple. You know, if you're paying attention to your motivation and you're, you know, and you're willing to have integrity, then you eventually go toward love. If you're tired of negativity, you're going to veer toward the loving category, compassion, acceptance, you know, giving the benefit of the doubt, whatever. Uh, Generosity of spirit is something that always comes up when I talk about this stuff, too. So eventually, you're going to get there. But you have a bunch of lifetimes in which you are exploring different things. And remember, you forget that you're the divine. So your human self is playing with the variables in 3D, in the material manifest world. So when talking about Pluto, it's about the empowerment journey a human undergoes, what that really means. This is really central to all the evolutionary teaching, evolutionary astrology work I do. You're going to have experiences that feel good and empowering, and you're going to have experiences that feel bad and disempowering. You're going to, at times, feel you don't have the strength or confidence or that you're not worth something. At other times, you're going to feel that you do. And that's the power over power under thing about you know Pluto stuff because we tie it to external uh, sources. We tie it to external things in the material world. If I'm willing, I'm willing to be confident if I have a certain amount of money in the bank, for example. Or if I don't have debt, or if I have a good job. Like, we tie it to these external things. Well, r- you know, those things can change. If, um, if suddenly I have, uh, you know, I have $200 in the bank and I don't feel confident. But then I'm like, you know what, if I just had $450, I'd feel better. Well, suddenly I have $500, and then I'm like, what? I'm giving myself permission to feel okay. That's what the Pluto thing is that we do. Um, Or um, I want a relationship that's like this and whatever. Like these details about what we believe will give us the right to feel good about ourselves. It's all kinds of things. Letters after my name. Or um, living in this part of town versus that part of town. It's all kinds of things that we attach to our willingness to feel safe and secure and to like ourselves and give ourselves permission to relax so power over power under dynamics is what we cycle through Now, Pruitt is a prime example of attaching money to a perception of power um okay so Pluto for him is in oh let me just say the secret <laughs> the secret to coming out of the fear and getting into the, the passion and purpose of Pluto The empowerment journey involves facing the shadows, like absolute, unflinching, unashamed self-awareness and self-knowledge, which requires shadow work, and then followed by absolute, unflinching, unashamed self-acceptance, which is loving the shadows. Because then, when you face what appear to be monsters within you, you actually have quite a lot of power that nobody else can take away from you. If you say, well, I have to have at least $400 in the bank to feel good about myself, and you have five hundred and suddenly something happens and now you only have three hundred well are you willing to sacrifice your sense of being strong because you paid a bill (laughs) that took the balance in your account below that threshold that you somehow decided made you worthy so that's what all humans are dealing with right now it's not always only money but a lot of it is (laughs) a lot of it is uh even talking about, you know, some of these people appear to be operating a plutocracy in the midst of what we think is a democracy. Well, plutocracy. It's Pluto. Rule by the wealthy. Okay. So, Pruitt's Pluto is in the second house, which is a house of values and also survival. Now, it is about money and possessions. But those are simply reflective of our value system and how much confidence we will allow ourselves to live according to our value systems and make what is important to us manifest in our lives. In a very important way, Pluto in the second house is always about living according to your own value system. So somebody says, hey, um, let's go do this, and you're like, that does not work for me. That's a second house moment. Um, you You hang out with a new friend, and you really hit it off, and there's a lot of sparks, and you're really happy, and the third time you get together, the friend's like, hey, I brought some, I brought some uh, cans of spray paint, let's go, uh, <laughs> let's go vandalize this building. And you're like, what? I, 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 you know, like, you like the person, but you realize your values are different. And do you go, do you not go, whatever. It's like these things happen in our lives all the time, not as extreme. But living according to your own values is central to having any second house living. Um, But Pluto in the second house says, Pruitt's been disempowered and at times empowered through this. So what people with Pluto in the second house sometimes experience is they need to prove to themselves that they're worthy. That they have to prove something. So sometimes there's this uh, huge task that they will set out for themselves. And everyone else says, whoa, that is ambitious. But they might feel that they need to do it to prove that they're worth something or anything. So sometimes Pluto in the second house can be this struggle in figuring out what one is worth. Again, cycling through these external attachments of money and whatever. So Pluto here is in Virgo. So there is an element of Needing to be analytical and specific, like he's probably, you know, ev- you know, we know he's good at making money, but there's like an analytical ability that is applied to turning skills second house into money second house, and that's like a Virgo process for him. So he's going to be in, in many lifetimes um, having kind of this analytical edge where he's going to be, you know, people with Pluto and Virgo often have a um, kind of an eagle eye for detail. And um, you know it can also be critical of self, because you're thinking about second house, uh, Virgo. What if your what if your skills aren't up to par? That's also part of the journey. And so some people, this idea of putting on a huge task for yourself, and then you know, and then uh, this the you know I'm going to go climb this mountain. And your friend says I think that's bonkers, but you're like I'm going to do it. You know, there's this like um, stealing yourself against this for this challenge to prove yourself. Well, that may be, in some people, in many people with Pluto in the Second, a reaction against other life memories of feeling worthless. You think about people who are always talking about how great they are. They're probably, I mean, they're, you know, they're covering up um, insecurity issues, self-worth issues. And here we have Pluto in the Second, self-worth. So he, do, he doesn't do that so much. I'm just trying to give you some, um, some other, um, like he's really focused on the goal, the, the plutocratic goal. Um, okay, so um, so in the second in Virgo. It is a core of it is uh, being of service. That's the soul's intention. You learn how to be of service. But if you're attached to money as as indicative of power, you're not going to be of service. You know. So these some of these people in this administration, including Pruitt, they're not public servants. They're plutocrats. You know, they're not serving. You know what I mean? They're um they're appointed to Make the government serve business. and that's all about money. And if you read anything about his um, involvement over decades with oil with the energy industry, like oil and gas and and this kind of stuff, you'll just see you know revelation after revelation of uh, you know plut- plutocracy. Uh, it's not about being a public service. it's about engineering society in a certain way. Okay, uh, toward a certain end, right? focus in a certain way. So now, Pluto is conjunct Uranus, which at the core of it is the need to rebel against the status quo and to be innovative. But it can also be boredom and maintaining the status quo. Uh, Pluto is also conjunct Pallas Athene, which is the wise warrior goddess. And very often, people take a stand and fight for a cause when it comes to uh, uh, Pallas Athene. So Pluto is wrapped up with both of these energies. The need to rebel, but also the need to... Um, fight So fighting for his values is central I think this is the first objective thing I've said in this whole MP3. I kind of apologize in advance because I, I just I can't hide my, my personal feelings totally uh, but I am I am uh, honestly trying. <laughs> okay so um, now the Pallas Athena is direct but the Pluto and the Uranus are both retrograde and what that does with when Pluto is retrograde in a birth chart it means that in a bunch of lifetimes, this person is trying to figure out the right way to do this energy, Virgo 2nd house, you know, arrive at the right value system and appropriately analyze what really matters and live according to one's values and figure out the truth of self-worth independent of possessions and money. Is p- the person is trying on for size what other people see or other people are doing who seem successful or normal because he with Pluto retrograde in the second will naturally at first not know what his values are, so he may run with other people's ideas and models and examples. So, okay, and the Uranus retrograde, you know, this whole this whole bit being, he might fight for or rebel against things that aren't he doesn't really consider before he does it because he doesn't have a foundation of his own values. This is not a character flaw. Um, this is a reflection of the karmic, the multi-life need, the soul's intention to figure out the right way to do something. So when you have Pluto retrograde and you do something and it doesn't work, you're kind of like, well, I mean, uh, I guess that doesn't work. And then you'll try something else and you'll invest time and energy in that and you'll be like, well, I mean, I don't think that works either. That's normal for Pluto retrograde people. And by the way, this happens, you know, on average, over 40% of the population has this because it's on average about five months every year that Pluto appears from Earth's perspective to move backward meaning its retrograde period is about five months every year so um, at least in modern times I haven't done research I have to yeah, I have to do this I haven't done research on because of Pluto's orbit is elliptical and uh, our perception you know the, the the length of months may change the duration of months in a given year so anyway right now it's about five months every year so uh, what it means is that to become empowered, people with Pluto retrograde may try what looks normal because they don't really know at first what to do. And I've had conversations with this with specific clients in their 60s and 70s who say stuff like, I wish you would have told me this when I was 20. And I say, but there's a perfection here because um, you didn't waste time. You explored ways that didn't work so that you could arrive at something that did work. And invariably the person had at that age. Invariably, the person was like, yeah, I realize these other 10 things aren't authentic to me. So the remedy is to make your own pastiche or your own uh, collage or own recipe of available models, but to do what really works for you. Like, I could tell you, oh, Pluto's in the second house. Here's what it's about. This is what you have to do. If it's retrograde for you, you should not listen to me 100% literally. You should figure out what works best for you and cut and piece from a bunch of different models. So anyway, Pruitt's trying to find in a m- bunch of lifetimes this soul's humans are trying to find the right way like what is worth having as a value system. Okay, so there's a trial and error process when Pluto's retrograde like this. Now with the Uranus conjunct it and also retrograde in some lifetimes he's rebelling against the wrong thing. Or he's rebelling for a reason that isn't authentic to him. So he might not innovate. He might not you know um, go through a process of detaching from norms and bring something new. You know he might not do that because both these planets are retrograde. We know that over the course of many lifetimes he'll figure it out like that soul's humans, somebody's going to figure it out, and it'll ripple across time. <laughs> but right now, you know he's basically holding on to his value system, the Pallas athene fight, you know the fighter. Um, you know, with this kind of superiority thing going on, which has to do somewhat with the Uranus, but also with the other stuff I'm going to talk about. He's very clear that his values are the right values, and now we can we can watch over the next few months what it gets him. <laughs> it's, it's Constant ethics problems, I like what that gets you when you're in you know, you're in a cabinet-level position. Okay, so um, let's move on to. Um, let me just see. I'm going to skip the south node uh, just because I want to move on to these other two symbols, uh, these other several symbols. So let's um, let's talk about the south node ruler. I'll just say the south node's about the world view, the conditioned worldview. It does say something about the family that you're born into in many lifetimes, the kinds of family environments because your soul knows when you are um, when you are going to be born as a human you'll be helpless and clueless as a baby. So these agreements are made. Uh, Please train me how to be a person. But anyway, so the South Node, so it becomes a worldview that you carry with you. But the South Node ruler, by sign, is your role in many lifetimes, a deep layer of multi life slash karmic identity. You believe you are this kind of person. So South Node's in Libra in the third, but the South Node ruler is Venus, ruler of Libra. That is in Taurus in the tenth. So he in many lifetimes shows up as a public person. Focused on Taurus and the tenth house issues, reputation, ambition, um, a slow and steady plan. Taurus in the tenth is a slow and steady plan, and um, it does seem like he has ambitions for for running for president eventually, and even some of his some of these ethics things, um, cost, uh, taxpayer costs for his travel back to Oklahoma, his home state, while he's been in this position, um, like half of the first. A quarter he spent in Oklahoma, half of the first three months he spent in Oklahoma, and people were figuring it was because he wanted to um, run for higher office there, and he was kind of planting seeds and and making making sure he was present and talking to people. But anyway, um, he has a long-term ambitious plan to run for president. So he and the you know Southland ruler in the tenth house, there's ambition there. Um, now you're also a public figure, but you also can't help but people see what it is that you're doing. So, so life in the tenth house is not always wonderful, because people can you're a public figure. People see what you're doing, and that's kind of what's catching up to him now, because he doesn't have a solid value system and isn't ethical, uh, and he's kind of robbing the taxpayers blind. Um, you know, this is catching up to him in this way. So he, sometimes when you have a karmic indicator in the tenth house you end up paying for any indiscretion or perceived indiscretion. So I could be doing a podcast right now saying, look, everybody is um, kind of vilifying this guy, but he's really doing these things. But it's possible that he could also get negative attention for the appearance of impropriety. That's a tenth house kind of karmic thing that we don't always think about. Because your secrets revealed, or your reputation damaged, or because it's about what we assume, we seem to think it's about power in the world and having influence over society or something. Ambition, right? Uh, It's really about public service. It's really about, like, the core healthy part of the 10th house living is about offering something to the world and your community, creating something in the world that, you know, helps. That's kind of a 10th house healthy kind of Saturn Capricorn energy. But if in the course of many lifetimes, you're wondering what values are the right values, and if in some lifetimes you don't have money and you feel like a turd then in some other lifetimes there's going to be a pendulum swing and you're going to try to have all the money you can so you feel relevant and important and that's what is Pruitt's deal so that South Node ruler is up there Um, now that South Node ruler is quincunx moon in Libra so even though he has the moon in Libra on the personality level on the karmic level, multi-life level he is quincunx by moon so he will have a very uncomfortable relationship with his own emotions Because people who need things and people who are close to him, he's going to be very aware of what they need. But they don't get him because he's being ambitious in the world. He might need, in order to achieve his goals, Taurus in the 10th house, see things in a very black and white way and focus on the task at hand. So he will naturally have an uncomfortable relationship with his own emotions and needs and feelings. He's kind of just very focused on creating this goal. Uh, and it's momentum that's built over many lifetimes. Um, so uh, I do, want, I'm sorry, there's noise outside my window. I'm trying to concentrate. Uh, this seems like a random um, revolving door of workmen in and out of our neighbor's garage uh, the last uh, several weeks. And noises. Okay, so um okay, but given that, on the personality level, given this Taurus tenth house southland ruler, of course he also has Sun and Taurus in the tenth. So his conscious identity in this life is also oriented in the same part of the chart. So, um, just to be fair, you know, he's motivated by achievement and creating something, right? Okay, now, but what I really wanted to get to is um, the North Node with Saturn conjunct it, because now this there is this Capricorn bit of South Node ruler in the tenth house, right? A house associated with Saturn, as well as the Sun there. The conscious personality is organized through the or within this house as well. But Saturn itself is conjunct the North Node, and what that means is that. It's 180 degrees away from what he has learned about in many lifetimes, what he's been conditioned uh, to see the world to be about. So the south node is conditioning environments of many lifetimes. The north node is what has not been taught to you. Now, Saturn is part of the psyche, so it's part of you. It's part of him. But it's not been shown to him or modeled for him in healthy ways. This is not dissimilar to Trump's north node in the 10th house, conjunct Sun and Uranus. And I've talked at length in other karmic profiles, other mp3s that are karmic profiles of him, about what he thinks it takes to get respect. What he thinks um, a leader should be like and how a leader should treat people. You know, we've seen that lack, you know, he, he's, ru- basically what, what I've said elsewhere is, he's running on these assumptions that we can see are not grounded and not healthy and not productive. This whole thing with the tariff bit, there's no reason for this. Like it didn't have to happen right now in this huge way. Like he's just ups- He's just trying to detract. He's trying to look strong as the Mueller investigation starts to like you circle in. He's just trying to figure out anything he can do to look like a tough guy, to look like a strong man. So anyway, uh, with Trump, it's like he's not a leader. He's not an administrator. He doesn't know how to organize. He doesn't know how to delegate. He just, you know, barks orders and shames people and fires them on Twitter and like makes up lies constantly. So that's how Trump does it. With Pruitt it's very different. Pruitt can actually run things. Pruitt actually has that ten thousand experience where he can look at the big picture and say, okay, well, let's organize this, this doesn't work, let's do that. We might not agree with his politics, obviously I do not. And his value system. Obviously, I do not. Uh, Maybe a lot of people don't. But he is capable of having a job and doing it. (laughs) There's a big difference between between, uh, Trump and him. But Saturn on the North Node with Pruitt is about ethics. And it's about morality. Morality okay so so running with an idea of how to be a boss or how to be in charge of something because of the depth of Pruitt's ambition to prove that he's worth something because put in the second house this could be indicate the wound that I just can't believe I'm devoting this much time to Scott Pruitt oh my God I hope this teaching is coming through to you I hope you're getting why I'm doing it Jesus Christ I just like I've avoided talking about these people because they're just toxic, but um, I'm just watching myself talk, I'm like, oh my god, it's almost a half an hour of this now, oh my god, who's listening, who cares, anyway, so, when Saturn's on the North Node, you will have, because it's a part of you, you can't deny that it's part of who you are, right, it's part of your psyche, but no one's shown you how to use it effectively, no one's shown you how to be that version of things effectively, now Pruitt has experience in the 10th house with the South Node ruler there, so he's got some Saturnian experience, But the core principal truths of Saturn energy have not been taught to him in healthy ways or shown to him. Now, back to Trump for a moment. What does it mean to run a business and whatever? Trump has the example of his, you know, um, father, whatever that guy's name. I don't know what the guy's name was. I can't remember. I can see his face, but whatever. He has the example of his father who, like, did a bunch of shady deals and made a bunch of money. Well, Trump steps into that, meaning there's an example for him of how to run a business, but it doesn't mean it's a healthy version, right? It doesn't mean it's right. It doesn't mean it has any foundation in like, health or truth or you know. So with Pruitt's version of it, um, it's that he hasn't been shown any version of morality that's based in like reality. So his ambition is what guides all the decisions he makes, and he cuts corners. And he does a bunch of things that are shady, because no one's taught him healthy versions of Saturn. So he's got Saturn going on, but it's not healthy. And like I said, here we are, he's, um, you know, he's, it's catching up with him. I did pull up transits and progressions for this date, uh, for right now, and he's coming up on his, um, the beginning hints of his Chiron return. And over the next year, this will begin. So, so he's going to find out more about vulnerability. <laughs> and he's going to feel more vulnerable and exposed. And uh, Uranus is at his midheaven. And so he's also going to have a change in his public status. Just flat out. There's no way that he can stay where he is. And uh, he might actually get fired in, a, in the appropriate way instead of just on Twitter. But like, there's no way he can stay with all this crap going on. Um, anyway, also Progress Moon is nearing his ascendant over the next, uh, you know, six weeks or whatever. And there and that element has to do with a personal renewal. And so if you um, get kicked out of your uh, position because you're scandal-ridden, you know, and you're morally compromised and have all these ethical problems, like, there's like a personal soul-searching kind of thing that can happen with the progressed moon crossing the Ascendant. Um, and Jupiter's opposing his sun from the fourth house. So there's a call inward to get to the bottom of things and the truth of things, which can have you pulled away from your external chasing of ambition and success and your greed. Uh, anyway, um, so the Saturn on the north node, what it looks like in a bunch of lifetimes is, if nobody shows you how to be in charge of something in a grounded, responsible way, uh, if nobody shows you that Saturn can build structures that improve things for people. Like, if you don't have that um, connected to other humans philosophy to go with your Saturn, like if nobody tells you a healthy way to do Saturn, then you're going to run with your ambition. Because Saturn is also about wanting to be in charge of things. So there it is, Saturn in Aries on the North Node. Nobody's taught him the right way or healthy versions of how to be in charge of things. How to be a leader. So he's doing versions of it. It's just not grounded and clear and healthy. And um, sometimes with Saturn on the North Node, and I haven't done research on his biography because, again, he's toxic. Uh, but sometimes with Saturn on the North Node, your, um, your parents or your, your father figure, your, your masculine influences in general, um, are kind of hit or miss, or they come and go. Or they're not really stable. Uh, sometimes with this, uh, because your soul says, "Look, your people in your family are simply—they have their souls have agreed with with my request to not be able to show you healthy versions of Saturn." So you think about parents who aren't responsible, or parents who aren't moral or ethical. You know, maybe parents who aren't even showing up—that idea, that part of responsibility, presence—that uh, could be part of the journey for some people with Saturn conjunct the North End too. But the point is. You when, if you have Saturn conjunct your north Node, you must learn a healthy version of Saturn that no one has taught you. But on the other hand, you don't want to learn it because you're conditioned to believe the world is about the south node. So it's opposite. Healthy versions of the Saturn bit are opposite your karmic conditioning of many lifetimes and how you've been trained to see the world. So let me just look around and see if that's see if that's it. I think that's it. I think we just do a short one, a half an hour. Thank you for your uh, time and energy, and I hope this has been helpful. Go to tgjinkovs.com and check out uh, what I'm up to. I do Soul's Journey soundbites, which are approximately 20 to 25 minute uh, overview readings doing some of the same work, though I go into less uh, speculative detail on your own. I do just do an overview of the four-step process of my karmic analysis, Pluto, South Node, South Node Ruler, and North Node. Ta- and, it, and it covers all of the major themes of your life. And uh, I hear wonderful things about the sound bites And what happens is somebody buys one. Then they come back and buy them for the rest of their family or for a bunch of their friends. Because uh, it's, uh, it's uh, the gift of insight. And it's something meaningful. And it really explains the core of why you're wired the way you are. And I also give a bunch of uh, suggestions on how to remedy situations and change beliefs and change energy flows. So anyway, you can check that out on the consultations page at tdjacobs.com. Take care of yourself.